This, this is Dallas this Cowboys Crosstalk. Crosstalk. Check this out. Live from the Cowboys Club at the Star in Frisco. Brought to you by A Number One Air, the official HVAC and electric partner of the Dallas Cowboys. Blockchain.com. Make your crypto play today. The National Medal of Honor Museum. Join the mission at mohmuseum.org. Buffalo Wild Wings. And by SWBC Mortgage. <laughs> Customized solutions to help you meet your personal and business goals. Visit SWBC.com. Now, your hosts, Nate Newton and Kevin Gray. Welcome to week number nine of the National Football League. It is Cowboys Crosstalk presented by SWBC live at the Cowboys Club at the Star and Frisco live on the Dallas Cowboys radio network. Kevin Gray of 105 through the fan. Joined as always by my main man, six-time Pro Bowler, three-time Super Bowl champion, member of the Black College Football Hall of Fame. He is my guy, Nate Newton. Nate, what's going on? Woo! Hey, man, I'm glad. I'm excited to be here. I'm, I'm overwhelmed, man. I'm so glad we got these eagles and bouncing around for to make these things, for to pluck these things. I don't know what to do. <laughs> yeah. It is Philly week as the Cowboys yes. get ready to take on their hated rival, the Philadelphia Eagles. Joining us this week from the flagship station, 105 through the fan. He is Dallas Cowboys insider, one-fourth of the hit morning show, Sean, RJ, and Bobby. He yes, is sir. Bobby Bell. Bobby, what's Bobby going on? Bell. I'm great. I appreciate you calling it a hit morning show. <laughs> I, know, I need that from you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we love Sean, RJ, and Bobby. And my man Peyton Russell holding things down every day does every single morning. Joining us this week are Cowboys legends. So excited. It's perfect for Philly week because we know how much this man handled business against the Philadelphia Eagles. He's a three-time All-Pro, yes. three-time Pro Bowler, yes. Super Bowl 12 champion, member of the 1970s All-Decade team, yes. and Pro Football Hall of Fame class member of 2021. I like to call him the original number 88. Yes. He is Drew Pearson. Drew, what's going on? I'm yes, great. Sir. Thank you. Thank you for yes, that intro, uh, man. I'm gonna take you on the road with yeah. that. Hey, man. Hey, yeah. good stuff. Look, if you pay good, I'll take you. Can take me anywhere. I'm just playing. No, I'm just playing. I'm just playing. Uh, glad to have you with us on this uh, this Wednesday night, uh, a special night in DFW. Got to give a quick shout out to the Texas Rangers. They are playing in Game Five of the World Series tonight in Arizona. If they win tonight, they will clinch their first ever World Series wow. championship. Yes. So wow. all eyes on Texas are in Arizona watching Nathan Evaldi and the Texas Rangers look to make history tonight. So quick shout-out to them as they're trying to handle business and make history tonight. History trying to be made this weekend again as the Cowboys take on the Philadelphia Eagles. Before we get to Philly, though, let's take a look back at what happened on Sunday at high noon as the Cowboys destroy the Los Angeles Rams 43-20. to Offense, defense, special teams all came to play in all three phases of the game in a dominant effort over Sean McVay and the Los Angeles Rams. Nate, I'm going to start with you. What was your biggest takeaway from what you saw in terms of the complimentary football that this Cowboys team played against Los Angeles? You know, I, I like how, uh, you know, Dak came out after that wave of that nightmare, you know, that Friday the 13th, three sacks mm -hmm. and four plays. Yeah. Uh, I like how he, he stabilized himself. He moved around. He played with great instincts. Uh, you know, I like how the special teams just came out and opened it up. And more importantly, I, I, I keep telling people, this is what we need from Parsons. You can't wait. He came in and impacted the game early. And once it started snowballing, they did not have a chance. It didn't feel like they were going to stop. Just a relentless effort, Bobby, all day long from all three phases of the game. 
for you, what was your biggest takeaway and what the Cowboys were able to do? Yeah, I think it was just how how comfortable Dak Prescott looked in the offense. That mm-hmm. that's something that I think he's he's starting to grow in in how comfortable he is there. And also, I, I think a lot of credit to you know some of these tweaks that Mike McCarthy and sure. Jerry Jones have talked about in recent weeks that they wanted to make on offense. You're you're seeing them kind of meet halfway, uh, you know, meet Dak Prescott where he is, meet this offense where they are, and then also just trying to get the ball distributed as as much as possible to C.D. Lamb. C.D.'s talked a lot about it, how how he's wanted more touches, he's wanted more reps, and so I, I think just getting that from C.D. Or, or getting that involvement with C.D. any way you could, throwing those smoke routes, just trying to give him the ball quickly, I, I think that was huge. Drew, C.D. Lamb, 12 catches for a buck 58, two touchdowns, making the 88s proud on Sunday afternoon. What have you loved about CeeDee Lamb and the evolution of his game as he continues to prove himself as a number one guy in this league? Uh, that's what I love, evolution. He yeah. continues to grow in a position, getting better and better every game, uh, year to year. And now he was in his third year. Mm-hmm. And has had two uh, remarkable uh, rookie year and then second year in the league. Uh He's, he's balling. You know, the 88 club, we'd be texting each other throughout the game. <laughs> and uh, we, we don't want CD to text back. That's okay? right. Hopefully <laughs> he's trying to handle business yeah, right at that point. Hopefully busy. But yeah. uh, we'd be telling we're really proud of him in the way he's stepping up and actually really carrying the downfield passing game mm-hmm. right now. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I would happen to be on the uh, sideline a little bit. Because uh, we honored DeMarcus Ware in mm-hmm. the Ring of Honor. And I like to say that's why the guys performed, because they knew we were in the stadium. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> had to put yeah. on the show. They had to put on the show yeah. for us. Yeah. But uh, I just saw him on the sideline, and, you know, I've seen him in person, you know, in street clothes, but he, he looks bigger in his uniform. Oh, yes. Yeah. You yes. know, than you might think, you know. So he can handle a 12-reception game and, and come back durable and play the next week. And that's what the 88 club is all about, you know. Yeah. We step up and play, but we step up and play each and every week. And that's what CD's doing. And he delivered in a big way on Sunday afternoon. Nate, watching this offense, and Bobby started to touch on it a little bit, Dak Prescott and the movement with his legs, being able to throw on the run, one of the touchdown passes that he had to CeeDee Lamb rolling out to his right and being able to hit CeeDee Lamb on a strike. What have you loved about his game over the last couple of weeks, being able to utilize his legs a little bit more? What I've been begging for for four years. Mm. <laughs> yeah, what I've been – don't thank you. Most <laughs> mo, mo, most great players never get away from their foundation. They just improve on the little things. Like when you came into the yeah. league, you you could catch the ball, you could make things happen, but it was certain things that you worked on. Absolutely. Don't ever get away from who you are. Sure. You know, you've been on every show where I've been like, I want rookie Dak, I want rookie Dak, <laughs> but I want him to evolve. The evolution was the is the word today. I I'm not asking for you to run for a hundred yards. I'm just asking for you to be the guy that you are. And, mm-hmm. and for Dak to move around just enough to get out of trouble, to help an offensive line that was struggling, that's a great thing. Bobby, when you've watched this offense, you've watched the Mike McCarthy era as it has gone so far, and now having this Texas Coast offense, if you will, are you surprised that we're just now seeing some of these elements from Dak in terms of the running standpoint, knowing how good he's been when he's been able to play that way? No, I, like, I mean, I, part of it is – when, when they're installing the, you know, this, this West Coast hybrid or this West Coast influence system, they've talked so much, uh, you know, this offseason about how much of it's going to be tied to the footwork and, hey, three-step drops and five-step drops, and it's all, you know, intricately tied in here with what the receivers are doing. I think naturally that's probably going to create a little bit of 
early tightness as you get comfortable with sure. things. You're not going to be scrambling, looking for those options as, as much because you're going to be so tied into, all right, step, you know, three-step fallout, five-step fallout. And so I, I think that he's just starting to become more comfortable with where everything is. And so I, I think he's getting a better feel for how to freelance within that. And, and that's just going to be time on task. That's going to be reps and, and being able to get to that point. And so I think that's what you're seeing right now. He actually, I looked it up this week. They only have data going back to 2018, but I know Sumer Sports says that this is the highest scramble percentage Dak has had in his career. This wow. Year. Okay. So he's scrambling. He's breaking pass plays and scrambling more frequently now than he has at any point since 2018. So I think that just speaks to how comfortable he is with what he's seen and when he's ready to go. Drew, when you're trying to adjust to a new offense and trying to get yourself acclimated, to, how long does that process take, whether it be you're a quarterback or for you, obviously, as a wide receiver, how long does that adjustment take in terms of learning a new offense and then being able to be comfortable with that week in and week out? You know, if you're a pro, uh, it shouldn't <laughs> take that long. Sure. Uh, once you learn the terminology, then you go from there. And you've got to separate the new terminology from the old terminology. Yeah. Sometimes that's a little difficult. But once you get into the flow of doing that, I don't, I don't think it's, it's, it's that hard. It's, sure. it's football. It's not rocket science, okay? <laughs> and that's not make it too difficult. But a lot of times different coaches bring in different terminology, and that's what you uh, have to uh, adjust to. Uh, just like going from college to Coach Landry's offense, you know, everything my whole life, the, the uh, uh, odd, uh, excuse me, the even numbers were to the right, you know, the odd to the left. Well, with Coach Landry, everything's the other way. Sure. You know, <laughs> so just a little something like that you had to get used to. You need talking to be a about Zach, I like <laughs> Dak, Dak needs to run. We need to make that an effective part of our offense. Sure. Dak's uh, uh, athletic enough, physical enough that he needs to take off with some conviction like he really wants to get that first down, Yeah, you know, and go ahead and do it because if we add that element to the offense where the defense has to respect that uh, uh, ability to run mm -hmm. when, when necessary, uh, then that'll make the offense better. And Nate Bobby was talking a little bit about in terms of Dak in terms of the amount of scrambling that he's doing. Is that a function of his abilities and what he's able to do, or is it more so maybe some of the questions offensively that we've seen on the offensive line over the last couple of weeks and him having to mute, utilize his legs a little bit more to avoid some of those sacks in that way? You said it. I mean, you, you, you asked the question very uh, eloquently, and you answered it in the same tone. This guy, if you're going to be a sitting target in today's NFL, your quarterback has to be able to move around. You don't have to be a great runner, but mm -hmm. you do have to have pocket presence to know, hey, I got to get out of side of this. Sure. I just got a quick escape over here on my left side. I got to get from around this. And the, you, you have the legs. You, you have the strength. He has the strength yes, to, with does. guys to hang He's on him. He's a big fella, and to make play. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. He, he, you sit there. Especially if he sit there this week, you won't know him come Monday because sure. they're gonna they're gonna eat him up like a meat grinder. Yeah, I'm just and a lot honest. of times when you're scrambling like that, the receivers can break open and sure. now you got a chance for a big play. Yeah. Yes, you know, not just about running the football, but as Nate said, the presence to buy some time there mm -hmm. so somebody can break open free, and now you got a big play and uh, that'll make a big difference if we can score uh, quickly in some situations, put some pressure on them where now they're praying from behind. Mm -hmm. Let's see if the Eagles can do that. Yeah, and I mean, that's something that you saw in the Chargers game was that was Dak scrambling in the fourth quarter, getting outside the mm -hmm. pocket, extending the play, then finding Tony Pollard, and then Pollard, you know, getting down there into the red zone that set up the Brandon Cooks touchdown. So absolutely, it's not always just about, you know, the scramble, but also 
extending the play. And Dak throughout his career has been really good when he's freelancing like that, when he's getting outside the pocket and making those throws. Let me ask you the same question I asked Nate about in terms of the concern on the offensive line. Tyron Smith dealing with that next stinger right now. We'll see how he continues to progress as the rest of the week goes on. Are you concerned that he's had to do that much scrambling because there may be some questions on the offensive line right now? Uh, I, I don't know that it's that because, I mean, he, he's, he's definitely, you know, had to deal with some pressure. His sure. sack percentage, I believe, is the – second highest of his career this year right now so there's definitely been some pressure there I think more of what it is is I, I think that Dak is feeling like I can impact the game this way sure. and, and I think that he's he's finally far enough removed from that surgery and and from you know the ankle injury that I, I think he's reached a point of just understanding how to to play within himself, and, and I think you're starting to And protect to himself, too. Yeah. Because <laughs> the Cowboys have obviously made the quite an investment in him to be able to be that franchise guy for them going forward. Nate, before we go to our first break, obviously the offense was really good on Sunday, but we saw the defense, and more importantly, special teams came to play on Sunday as well. Was this the most complete win that you have seen from this team this season, maybe outside of the, the Giants game on opening night where we saw a lot of the similar things with Deron Bland returning the interception for a touchdown, special teams playing a big part as well here? I, I would say yes because that affected the game. And that's all I've, that's all I've asked for is yeah. for, for our quarterback to affect the game. Uh, they wasn't going to run the ball. And, and the proof is, is in the pudding. Watch the film. They had the three sacks. Did they start running the ball after that? No. no they was they not going to run that ball. <laughs> they believed that they receivers could match up with these DBs. We have to have some type of real run this week. Sure. So we can keep these guys at bay. But their secondary is vulnerable. That is going to be the difference maker. It's Philly week as the Cowboys get ready to take on the Philadelphia Eagles. And you Eagles. got that green on. You got green on. Uh, look, now, yeah, you wasn't supposed, problem, to, he wasn't supposed to say nothing. I'm going to run I was trying to look fashionable. I was trying to keep it cute. I'm going deep Look, I was trying to handle business, but you called me out. I respect. I'm going to let you have that. This is nothing Philly green. Trust me. Nothing but Philly. Hey, I can't stand Philly. Can't even go. I hear you. It's Cowboys Cross, though, presented by SWBC. Kevin Graham, 105 through the fan. My main man, Nathan Bobby Belt of – 105 through the fan and our Hall of Famer, Drew Pearson, joining yes. us live at the Cowboys Club Thank at the Star in Frisco. SWBC customized solutions for individuals and businesses are just a click away. Visit SWBC.com to learn more and start your next adventure. Coming up next on Cowboys Crosstalk, let's start to look and turn our attention to the Cowboys taking on the Philadelphia Eagles. How does this offense continue what they did this past week against the Rams against this defense of Philadelphia? We'll talk about it next on the Dallas Cowboys Radio Network. Go Cowboys!
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Cowboys crosstalk. Yeah, check this out. Live from the Cowboys Club at the Star in Frisco. Back on Cowboys Crosstalk, presented by SWBC. SWBC Mortgage joined the more than 120,000 customers that we've helped to find their happier way home. Visit SWBCMortgage.com to find a pro today. Kevin Gray of 105 through the fans, six-time Pro Bowl, a three-time Super Bowl champion. Nate Newton joining yes. me as always. Dallas Cowboys insider, one-fourth of the hit morning show, Sean and RJ on 105 through the fan. Yes. My man Bobby Bell, as David Ortiz would like to say, my dog hanging out with me tonight at the Cowboys Club. And our Hall of Famer, Drew Pearson, joining yes. us live this week at the Cowboys Club. Really appreciate him hanging out with us as it's Philly week as the Cowboys get ready to take on their bitter rival, the Philadelphia Eagles at Lincoln Financial Field on Fox's Game of the Week at 325 in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Nate, before we get into this particular matchup, when I say the words Philadelphia Eagles, what words come to your mind? What memories come to your mind specifically for you when you think about Philadelphia? Just dislike. Yeah. I don't like to use other word. They tell me not, not to use that other Thank word. Thank you. Appreciate that. <laughs> you know, this is yeah. 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 trying yeah. to keep it clean. Just appreciate dislike, you. Dislike, man. And anybody that got to put a jail <laughs> at the bottom of their stadium, <laughs> they're not very nice people. Other yeah. than that, very nice people. They're yeah, not very nice people. <laughs> <laughs> they do have a jail under there, you know. Yeah, an old veteran they, they stadium. Tried to, right. They yeah, tried yeah. to arrest my dad one, yeah. one, one time, <laughs> you know. Oh, really? Yeah. Randy White's brother saved them. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. He said, no, he ain't going nowhere. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Thanks right. for Randy yeah. White's brother. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Shout out to uh, helping him out there. Drew, when I say the words Philadelphia Eagles, what comes to your mind when you think about that team? Uh, one of the uh, rivalries of the division, a team you want to beat every time you play them. Sure. And it's one of those games where it's easy to get up for them. Mm -hmm. uh, not just because they're a rival, but over the years you develop a – true hatred toward yes. them you know they do things a different way up there philadelphia you know they think they're the blue collar you know and they mm -hmm. think of dallas as us you know the cowboys the white collar and sure. all that and so you've got to play against that but you know there's no better feeling when you go to philly and beat them up there yeah and you get that nice plane ride home and you're celebrating that and enjoying it. <laughs> you, yes. might, you might be beat up. You might be sore, but yeah. it's worth it. It's yeah. worth it at the you end, know? for sure. So, uh, it's that kind of game. And, I mean, uh, yes. you know, you play – Nate will tell you, you play games uh, through the course of a season, and you get up for all the games. Sure. But some, you get up a little more. You know, you're walking on air. And Coach Landry would recognize guys. Like, he knew I'm from the East Coast. Yeah. He knew I'm going to have a bunch of family there. So, he's in, he knows Drew's ready. <laughs> yeah. So, I would get a little more opportunities and stuff like that. Sure. But, 
it's exciting to play these types of games, and mm-hmm. this is what the NFL is all about. I mean, I, I mean, all you know for is a Philly cheese state and Rocky, and you think you're something <laughs> special. Come on, man. For real? No greater feeling than up here. Yeah. Just silence. Mm-hmm. Nothing. That's right. That's right. Uh, now, Bobby, you're a football historian, and you also have you're covering the modern game as well. How has this rivalry for you evolved as you have covered this team and watched this team and what the modern rivalry looks like between these two teams? It's funny because you just, you know, you've referred to it a couple times now as Philly week, and obviously just meaning it's the week you're playing Philly. It's funny that I I think there's still bitterness, it feels like, Mm. from the Eagles' side that Philly week doesn't resonate for this side as much as Dallas week seems to resonate over there. They they really do. I mean, there's a genuine – it is the – the most intense division rival you have at this point. Um, and, and it's something that, you know, going back to obviously how things were in the 70s up through the 80s, you know, everything with the 90s teams, uh, the dominance that Andy Reid and the Eagles had in the early 2000s. Uh, you know, this is something where they've, they've really gotten chippy with each other. There's a real dislike for each other. And I'm just thrilled that this week it's finally, you know, you're four years into Jalen Hurts' career. This is the first game you're going to get where you actually get Dak versus Jalen. They haven't been able oh, to, to right? sync it up. Yeah. yeah. Same field, yeah. Somebody injured, somebody wow. out. And Dak has really come up. He, he tends to elevate his game plan against Philadelphia. So the last three times Dak has started against Philly, because obviously he missed the game last year. Uh, the Cowboys have put up at least 40 points. Wow. And so he likes playing against Philly. He had more success against them throwing the ball last year than anybody else in the NFL did. Uh, and so I, I think that everybody's going to be locked in, ready to go for this game. But to me, I would still say, and I know it, it drives Eagles fans nuts, <laughs> for good, right good. now I think for this football team, mm-hmm. the Eagles are still number two to them as their rival behind San Francisco. I think San Francisco is still who they – they have the most disdain for right now and yeah. then, then Phillies too. But it, it's definitely an intense rivalry. Nate, what has the film started to show you about this Philadelphia Eagles team defensively? This is a team that's 7-1, and one, that has playmakers on all three levels. What kind of challenges is this defense for Philadelphia going to present to Dak in this offense on Sunday afternoon? Just constant pressure. I mean, waves and waves of defensive linemen. You know, from Hassan Reddick to uh, Sweat, uh, Jalen Carter, uh, Jordan Davis. Jordan Davis. Yeah. You got still Fletcher Cox there. Sure. You Fletcher know, Cox you got, still there? Got, yes, sir. You got, Brandon, <laughs> you got Brandon Graham and Derek Barnett, high-powered high, high wow. guys that can still give it to you. These are guys, once these other three guys get tired, these are the guys that's coming yeah. in. Yeah. Yeah. They got 25 sacks, and wow. all 25 of them has come from their, uh, either their linebackers or their defensive line. They just got waves, guys. They, they tell you you cannot run. We're giving up 65.5 yards a game. You cannot run out. That's why the Cowboys have to try to force some type of stability in there. Yeah. They just can't. They just can't. I don't think they can just drop back. And if they do, it'll be sweet. Yeah. I don't think they can just drop back, play off the play, sure. throw the ball on them, even though the secondary can be picked on. So you're thinking it's going to be a physical game it's in the trenches. Be physical. It's and we be better physical. be ready to take that on because yes, they know they're going to come out and try to punch us in the mouth That's right. early with that physical play. Right. And we got to meet that intensity level and bring it right back to them. Yes. San Francisco, I don't know if we did that, you sure. know. But this game, 
it, like I said, it's easier to get up for it. The, the vision Drew sounds like he's ready to play right now. I am he's ready. ready to get out on the floor well, right now. And I you might know. start stretching now. If I'm playing, it's going to take that. It's going to take us four or five days to get It's going to take that long. You know, I'm going to get my one play in and let you add a rest. No, <laughs> they say, I got one play in me. That's all you got to let? You got one play yeah, left in I got in? one all play. That's all I know, if I do suit up, I don't know who's going to wear 88. But if we're both in the huddle and I break, I'm getting double covered. Oh, okay. Leave a CD Lamb one on one. Okay. Out of respect, I'm getting double covered. Yeah, and my one best player is going to be breaking to the elevators to get up to the concession stand. Wow. Wow. You're going to lead an offensive line. There you go. Hey, where Nate going? Oh, he's going up to the concession stand. Yeah, he made his play. Maybe one of them good stadium hot dogs. That's right. They're the best, man. Philly cheese, baby. That's right. That's what you're going to be going for? That's what you're going to be going for. Bobby, Nate started to mention it. The defensive line and this defensive uh, group for the Philadelphia Eagles, stout with a lot of names on it. Who's the one guy that you're looking at as a X factor guy that you're particularly watching that the Cowboys have got to game plan for going into Sunday? Yeah, I, I mean, look, so much of this, like you know, Nate said there, you can pick on the secondary a little bit. You just you you have to be able to protect long enough to be able to do it. Sure. That, that, that's the big challenge. Is that if you can protect, then you can take advantage of that secondary that Philly has, and and Philly's been really good against the run this year. And so if you're not able to run the ball, if they're able to generate enough pressure to cover over some of the sins of the secondary, uh, then you're going to have a long day. And so for me, it's going to be you, you've got to take Hassan Reddick out of the Ooh. game. Because, um, mm. I mean, Reddick is the guy the Good last luck. couple years who just causes a ton of issues, generates a ton of pressure. True you know, game wrecker, yeah. Yeah, and, and I mean, look, when you talk about what Jalen Carter can do, uh, you know, coming right up the A-gap there, it's something where – when you're trying to get these three and five step drops and get the ball out quick and do that, the the guy who's going to have the best chance to wreck shop is going to be the guy who can just get right in there from sure. the A gap. And so Carter's going to be a big part of this. But to me, I, I think that if you can neutralize Hassan Reddick, that gives you a chance. Drew, you go back to the Miami game and a little bit even in the risk, this dude stops to run yeah. like no other. Yeah. I mean, he stopped Miami through a jet sweep. He stopped it. A, a tall sweep. He stopped it. For losses, this dude is athletic. He's number seven. Keep your eye on number seven. Sure. Terrence Steele, I've been praying for you the whole year. Not praying for him. Yeah, because he's coming off a a, a bad knee. Yeah, the torn ACL, that's right. And people have been able to kind of handle him and muscle him up. Right, right. This is a game where Terrence got to get all of his experience and all of his wisdom. Sure. Because this guy ain't going nowhere. Yeah. He's a hand. He's he's, he's a full-grown man. He's a full-grown man. Yeah, he's got to come in ready yes. to deal with that and watch yes, him film all week long, knowing what he's doing. And you say you got to use his ex- – if he's got that injury, you got to use his experience, experience to yes. compensate for that. Yes. You know, and – but we need him out there. Yes, we you do. Know? Yes, <laughs> we, we do. Need, if uh, Tyron could play, that'd be great too. But we, yep. need, we need all our top we offensive linemen right. out there against their defensive line and what they can do defensively. Yeah, that's one of the things about the Eagles, the amount of depth that they have. They remind me of a really good college football team. It's not just the starting 11 that they have, but it's the other guys that are behind them. The Eagles have a ton of depth on their defensive line, and they can come at you. Hey, the Georgia Eagles, the Philadelphia (laughs) Bulldogs, whatever you want to call them. Uh, Howie Roseman loves himself some Athens uh, Georgia Bulldogs when it comes to, as you mentioned, Jalen Carr and Jordan Davis and others on that football team. Nicobe Dean as well, also on that defense as well. Yeah, one thing I'm curious, uh, Nate, for your perspective on this, especially having done the offensive yeah. line, when you watch Reddick, and he's, he's so athletic and he's so quick and can right. get up the field so quick, 
With Steele, obviously, he's a, he's a little bit more of a more nimble athletic offensive right. lineman. He doesn't play with a lot of power. Is his best shot potentially like, hey, let let Hassan Reddick come at me a little aggressive and just kind of try and get him upfield a little bit. Let's let, have him overrun. Our, uh, the middle, to answer your question, the middle of our offensive line have to play exceptional. So Terrence and, and whoever's <laughs> playing at left tackle, they got to be able to run them guys around the horn. They got to be able to swing. They, let them, you got to almost give up a half man to get them going upfield mm. because you want to be able to open your hips as quick as you can and put your hand on his back hip and run him around. That, but our the middle of our offensive line has to be steady to give Dak a chance to step up and take a side. Sure. Because if they come in a wave and Hassan is sweat coming off them corners, it's going to be short. Yep. Dak going to be able to stand. So our middle of our offensive line has to play superb. That's why I said we got to be able to run the ball, even if we don't gain. But as long as there's no negative runs, if they gain one yard, two yard, it's okay. Sure. It's, it's that's Got to have that three right. committed yes. to the run, yeah. Yes. It's yes. nice to hear you talk about that offensive line play. <laughs> you see, they get fired up about that offensive yeah. line. Oh, man, you notice that, I put man. my hand out there, but yeah. I eventually turned to the Philly sub. <laughs> look, he might, look, he might have <laughs> – look, Nate might have two runs into the concession stand, not just one. Yeah. Talking to well, like that. Once I come down with that Philly uh, cheese, no. you're going to want one. So I'm about to go <laughs> yeah. back up. Once it starts smelling. <laughs> yeah, I'm about to go back up. Yeah. It yeah. is Cowboys Crosstalk presented by SWBC, Kevin Gray of 105 through the fan. My main man, Nate Newton, Bobby Belt of 105 yes. through the fan. Our Hall of Famer, Drew Pierce, yes. joining us live at the Cowboys Club at the Star in Frisco. Coming up next, let's turn our attention to the Cowboys defense and how they attack the tush push of the Philadelphia Eagles. We'll talk about that next on the Dallas Cowboys Radio Network.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. To Dallas Cowboys crosstalk. Check this out. Live from the Cowboys Club at the Star in Frisco. Back on Cowboys Crosstalk, presented by SWBC, SWBC PEO, helping to alleviate the HR administrative burden that comes with running a business. Leave the worrying to us. Visit SWBCPEO.com to find out more. Kevin Gray of 105 through the fan, joined as always by my main man, Nate Newton, yes, Bobby sir. Belt, Dallas Cowboys. Dallas Cowboys. 1053 <laughs> the fan. fan. Dallas Cowboys insider. Uh, yeah. And of course of uh, the hit morning show, Sean and RJ on the flagship station, 1053 the fan. And our Hall of Fame guest tonight at the Cowboys Club. The original 88. He is yes. Drew Pearson. Drew, good enough to join us and hang out with Thank us you. as glad to be here. Yeah. Cowboys get ready to take on the Philadelphia Eagles on Sunday afternoon. Cowboys at five and two. Eagles at seven and one. Gentlemen, we talked about the defense of the Philadelphia Eagles and what challenges they present to Dak Prescott and this offense. Let's turn our attention to the Cowboys' defense and what Jalen Hurts and that offense presents to Micah Parsons, Dan Quinn, and the Cowboys' defense. I'm not going to lie to you, Nate. Jalen Hurts and A.J. Brown are on the same page right now. A.J. Brown has been on another level over the last few weeks, and what he has brought from the physicality at the wide receiver position is something I'm looking forward to seeing Deron Bland, Stephon Gilmore in the secondary take on that challenge. What has the film shown you about the offense of Philadelphia and what challenges they present to Dan Quinn's defense on Sunday? Uh, Contested catches, whether it's single coverage or double coverage. Sure. A.J. Brown, everybody everybody will tell you about Tariq Hill. This is a different guy. I ain't talking about a guy that's running away from folks because that guy – what he's doing in Miami, how he's running away from people, sure. how they got him crossing across the field, that is different. But talking about physical, you talking about when it's when it's crunch time, it don't matter. Like you used to tell Roger, throw, put it up there. Yeah. I'll bring it down. Yeah. Yeah. And this kid on con- con- t- contested catches, I don't know what the pro football weakness is, but in my <laughs> eyesight, this dude is a beast. Yeah. This yeah. dude is a beast, man. He is special. He is, he is. And, you know, he reminds me of physically Des Bryant, the same yeah. body mm. kind of construction and all that, and very physical. Des was physical. I see what you did there, number, eight, number 88 there. I see what absolutely, you did there. Absolutely. I see what you did there. I ain't going to say no, number 86, <laughs> <laughs> whoever it was. I don't even know. Butch Johnson. God, God bless you, Butch. Right. But, uh, you know, he's a physical player, and uh, he's dominating right now. And we got to find some way to slow him down, control him, take him away if we can, because they're they're on a they're they're on a plane right now that even if you throw it to him in their cover, he's catching everything. He's still going back. Yeah. He's physical. He can uh, get pos- body position to make those tough catches sure. in a crowd. 
And uh, I didn't like him at all <laughs> until I heard some of his comments after the last game when he made that spectacular one-hand catch. Uh -huh. yep. The guy's a good guy deep down, but he just happens to be a Philadelphia Eagle. Yeah, that's so right. That's, that's right. We got to stop man. the guy. Yes. Like Dez. You know, Dez is a good guy, but I know teams just wanted to stop him. Sure. Because he was the key guy in the offense at that time. Well, he's the key guy in their passing game. You got to watch uh, that number 88, the tight end. Down Goddard. Goddard, you got to watch out for him, mm -hmm. too, especially in a third and four, third and five, third and six type situations. Yeah, sure. Now, one thing, Bobby, that Jalen Hurts has been doing a little bit more uncharacteristically this year, turning over the football. And we know that a guy like Deron Bland, who's got now three pick sixes on the season, may be chomping at the bits and maybe create some turnovers. What have you seen from Jalen Hurts offensively? We talked about A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, and others. But from Jalen Hurts specifically and what he needs to do to try and get after this Cowboys defense and what they need to do to try to stop him this week. Yeah, I mean, look, he's uh, one of the, the things that's going to be a discussion point this week is just the injury situation with him, the fact that he's having to nurse that knee injury. You mm -hmm. know, there's a lot of talk that after the Washington game, he had to uh, get 67 minutes, very particular number, 67 oh, minutes wow, okay. of treatment on his <laughs> knee after the game. Uh, he, he Today he was having a press conference. Somebody asked him, said, how's the knee going? And he just tapped the table twice and left. He didn't want to talk about it. And so okay. he's that's something that he's going to have to deal with. So is he going to be able to be as mobile? Can the Cowboys, you know, contain him? Can they, can they force him to be just strictly a pocket passer? That's going to be a big thing. So his connection with his receivers, throwing from the pocket, and, and look, it's a great group of receivers. Already mentioned here, Dallas got at the tight end. Mm -hmm. A.J. Brown obviously is playing at, you know, arguably an MVP level right now. Um, but then you got to remember, Julio Jones is there. Uh, sure. He just got signed to the Julio active Jones? Roster. Julio Jones caught a that touchdown Julio, pass. Julio? That, that one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I wow. mean, he's, he's I been saw that league. on the TV the other day. I couldn't believe he's I, I know. He, he played when Drew played. Julio's been, <laughs> he's been a there long for a minute. time. He's been there for a minute. Julio's been yeah. there for a while. That's right. Uh, and then th that's not even mentioning Devontae Smith right. and what he can do to, to really stress oh, things. Yeah. Here's where I feel really good about things, though, is that you just came off a game where a lot of the discussion – and it's a different group of receivers, but sure. you just came off of a game where a lot of the discussion was, man, these Rams receivers are really going to stress the mm. Cowboys secondary, and they handled it. They handled Puka Nakua and Tutu Atwell and, and Cooper Cup. And so I, I think that I, I feel good about where the secondary is playing right now. They're generating a lot of pressure. If you can kind of contain Jalen Hurts a little bit to that pocket and make him beat you as a pocket passer, I, I think that that's something that would be to their benefit. Nate, talk to me about the tush push. Do you like it? Do you not like it? Should it be out I, of the NFL? What, do you, I, what I, are your I, thoughts on the tush push? I love it. Really? Yes, I, I, I do. When, you gotta, when you're a team that can set a trend and you're the only one that can do it, Yeah. I mean, the NFL will turn on them and everybody will turn <laughs> on them. That, that's, that's, just, that's normal. That's how they do. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's normal. Uh, they'll, they'll outlaw it because this team has uh, – How do you defense it? How do you stop that? First and second down. Okay. It's called yeah. first down. Keep them out of it. Yeah, first down, come to second down, it's, it's eight or more yards. Yeah. It's five or more yards. It's called do your job, and they can't get into the tush push. But if you don't do your job, and it's third and one, a third and two, most teams or are going to be successful. Mm -hmm. They yeah. just found a way that makes it a 90% success rate. 
do your job on first and second down. You don't have to worry about tush push. Do you wish you had the uh, the tush push on that fourth and one at the vet in '95? It, it don't matter. We, it don't matter, Mr. Belt, because we came back. And we won the Super Bowl. And, 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 and the next week, he would have been tushing. And yes, but the thing about the tush push is they added an element to it. Yes, off of it now. You got to be concerned about that as well. So that makes it even more effective for them. And going back to that, the next week. We, the first play we did was a load left and was successful. Yeah. Uh, that's why we did. We should have had an element off of that. Yeah. Like they yeah. did. We did. Except, instead of eight guys lining up over me and Mark two and eight. <laughs> I was, I'm like, come on. Eight guys sitting there saying, here it comes. I'm yeah. like, wow. Boy, yeah. that hurts. I hear you. That hurts, man. Your thoughts on the tush push, Bobby? You cool with that? Like it? Don't love it? NFL need to get rid of it? I, yeah. I, I, I mean, it's it, – Look, it's a competitive advantage. It's something that they've yeah. executed really well to their credit. There's a little part of me that just now, – now, they've added the different element, like you guys talk about the pass off of that, mm-hmm. but there, there's a little bit of an element of it last year where it's just like, come on, like just draw something up, like, like just for, for competitive <laughs> – but, I mean, yeah, I, I think it's tough to outlaw it, but, you know, they uh, will, like Nate bro. said, they will because they always find yeah. A, yeah. a way to do it. Uh, they, and, you know, it's something that – They need one more guy it. to get hurt, Mr. Belt. Stop one it. One more guy to get hurt. That, that was what – I mean, Micah, yeah. Micah said it on the Bleacher Report broadcast when they picked Mozzie. Right. He said, no more QB sneaks, Jalen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so that's something that I, I think that, you know, they've – Yeah, that's how you stop it. Pop him upside his head when yes. he comes yeah. through there. Yeah. Get on yeah. that bad knee. No, <laughs> no on that bad knee on them. <laughs> Come on, man. Hey, look, they going old school. So look, man. <laughs> Bite them kneecaps, do something. Nate Shout is about to, to play. Nate I know. Nate, about to get I'm saying, there. Drew and Nate ready to play this week, man. I guess it is Philly week, so yeah, they got yeah, ready. It is Philly week. They're ready to play. Uh, Nate, before we go to break here, so if you're Dan Quinn, who's the one guy? We talked about A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, Drew mentioned Dallas Goddard. Is there one guy that you have to particularly take away to make this offense difficult for them to be able to execute? A.J. Brown. He's the guy. Yeah, if you take away him, it makes them, it, it makes them a normal team. Uh, but don't forget about Swift. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This yeah, dude Swift, is yeah. something different now. When yeah, you get a little bit ball. better offensive line, mm-hmm. you see – I didn't know he was like that in Detroit. Yeah. I know now, but yeah, I didn't He probably know. didn't know either. <laughs> 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 yeah. But I, I, I'll stop on A.J. Brown first, and I, I would not let Swift have an inch. I would not let him have an inch because now we can make them one-dimensional. Yeah. Yeah. Here's, what, here's what receivers hate more than anything. It makes us work. It makes us think of what we got to do in the adjustments pass route. When you put a man over you, yes. okay, and don't let them come off the line of scrimmage freely. Free! So, you know, either head up, cock to the inside, cock it one way or the other, maybe uh, mix it up. Right. And that might not be your final coverage point, but give him something to think about and pop him at the line sure. of scrimmage. Like I said, he's a physical guy, but if you let him come off the line of scrimmage unmolested into the secondary, then he's going to cause you problems. But the thing we Thank receivers you, hate more than anything is when that guy, especially on third down situations, yeah, because you can take them out by doing that and then having somebody cover up deep or whatever. But that's what—that's how I would play him. Yeah. But I—I I did a, a, a little deal podcast. Sam Williams was our our guest, mm-hmm. and to hear him talk about the defense, they have so much confidence in Dan Quinn that no matter what they're doing, that's having success. He's going to come up with something yeah. to stop that. And so. he's contributing on special teams now with, of yeah. course, oh, the block man. punt that you saw on Sunday against you the You know Los what Angeles I saw Rams. when we were at the uh, 
the stadium for the uh, Ring of Honor. Mm -hmm. We were walking out. They were coming in off the halftime. I saw him 54. I said, I told Tony Dorsett, he'd be playing right tackle if he played for us. <laughs> <laughs> he'd be on the line. Instead, yeah. he's a gunner down there on oh, punt coverage out there making plays. Yeah. And he ran yeah. a four-four-six. Yeah. at the combine. It's kind of frightening. Kind of frightening what these guys have built anyway. these days. Let's take our last break here on Cowboys Crosstalk, presented by SWBC. Kevin Gray of 105 through the fan. My main man, Nate Newton, yes. Bobby Belt of 105 yes, through the fan. And our Hall of Fame legend this week, Drew Pearson, joining Drew. us live at the Cowboys Club. Coming up next here on the Dallas Cowboys Radio Network, I'm going to ask Drew about that one time at the draft when he trolled everybody in the building announcing that one Dallas Cowboys draft pick. We'll talk about it next on the Dallas Cowboys Radio Network. Nice. Let's do it.
back, back to back. Dallas Cowboys Crosstalk. Yeah, check this out. Live from the Cowboys Club at the Star in Frisco. Final time here on Cowboys Crosstalk presented by SWBC. Let's thank our final partner on this evening, Liberty Tax. Liberty Tax is a proud partner of the Dallas Cowboys. Schedule an appointment today at libertytax.com slash cowboys. Kevin Gray of 105 through the fan, three-time Super Bowl champion, six-time Pro Bowler, member of the Black College Football Hall of Fame, Nate Newton, joining me as always. Dallas Cowboys insider for 105 through the fan and part of Sean, RJ, and Bobby every single morning, 5.30 to 10 a.m. on the flagship station of the Cowboys 105 through the fan. Bobby Belt hanging out with us on this night. Is that 5.30 at night? Uh, in the in the morning, oh, wow. 5.30 a.m. No wonder I, I get there at 6, though. That's, yeah, the, Bobby, that's the only time you got to Bobby got special on. privileges. He <laughs> gets to show up, show up at 6. Yep. Nice. You know, right RJ and Sean do the heavy lifting at 5.30, and then Bobby comes in and takes over the show. I've never heard right. that part of the show. Yeah, let him preheat the oven before <laughs> I cook. <laughs> a little too early yeah. for the bro. Drew said, that's a little too early for me. Let, <laughs> let me let me get there at 6 when Bobby gets on. That's right. <laughs> Drew Pearson, our Cowboys legend, Pro Football Hall of Fame member of the class of 2021, joining us live at the Cowboys Club. Here at the Star in Frisco, it's Philly week as the Cowboys get ready to take on the Philadelphia Eagles. Before we get into our predictions and what we think is going to happen on Sunday afternoon, Drew, I want to take you back to 2017. Uh, and Cheeto Awuzie was the draft pick, you know, second round, 60th overall. You decided to have a little fun at the expense of Philadelphia Eagles fans that particular night. What was going through your mind as you started to announce the pick and knowing that you had a chance to uh, – you know, make a little light of what was going on with the uh, Philadelphia Eagles fans that night. Well, actually, they decided for me. They decided okay. for you. Yeah. <laughs> they were acting up. You uh -huh. know, when a commissioner announced next pick for the Cowboys, yeah. here's Drew Pearson. They went crazy. He comes back to the uh, 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 backstage, uh -huh. and he says, Drew, are you ready for this? I said, Commissioner, I'm used to being booed in Philadelphia. <laughs> this ain't nothing. <laughs> I said, as a matter of fact, what I should say, if it wasn't for the Eagles, I wouldn't have had a career in the NFL. <laughs> you know what he said? Say that. Say that. Oh, wow. That's the commissioner. So I said it. I said it. So anyway, he encouraged I, you to actually say that. He encouraged me. Wow, okay. And I walk around there. I could hear the boos, and they got louder as they got to the podium. Yeah. But on the flight up there, I had prepared what I was going to say because mm -hmm. I'm, I'm a marketing guy. It's national TV. I'm going to take a <laughs> <laughs> my little minute of air time, yeah, national yeah. air time. And I saw Clinton Portis go down there with his gold shoes. I'm like, Clinton, come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're a Redskins fan and all that. But. And then he came right back. Harry Carson went out there, read his stuff, came right back. I said, I'm going to take advantage. But I thought about what I was going to say on the plane up there. And I just happened to say that, but it just came out yeah. because of the way they were egging me on sure. and firing up. They would have threw me, thrown me a cheesesteak. I would have caught that baby and spiked it on the set. <laughs> <laughs> Onions and cheese and, everywhere and peppers would have gone everywhere, all over those Eagle yeah. fans. No, I didn't realize but I just got fired up as I got yeah. closer and uh, delivered it like that. And, and we know we're in the TV, in TV and radio business. Yes. They, they always tell you the mic. You don't have to yell. Sure. The mic picks you up. Yeah, okay? that's right. But I, I didn't give I – didn't, <laughs> I didn't chance that. Yeah. I had to let it go. But now for a guy that – didn't get drafted, you know, 17 rounds of the draft, 452 sure. players. I'm almost over that. <laughs> that didn't <laughs> Not get that drafted. you kept count. Right, right, right. <laughs> that now known for the draft. Yeah. And that's I've done three drafts for the Cowboys. Mm -hmm. Of course, the one in Philly, Kansas City, and Cleveland. Sure. So, uh, I might be that guy. 
you know. Yes. But uh, it's a great opportunity to represent the Cowboys, and every time I get that opportunity, I appreciate it because there's so many great guys like Nate and so many other guys, they could choose mm -hmm. for that, and so I want to do them right every time I do it. Sure. Well, we appreciate you hanging out with us tonight. It's been a joy and a pleasure for you to hang out with us as the original 88. Been here at the Cowboys Club. Let's turn our attention to Sunday then. Cowboys at 5-2, and two, Philadelphia Eagles at 7-1. and one. Rivalry game, divisional game as well. This game always means just a little bit more when these two teams get together. Nate, I know you're going to tell me the Cowboys win on Sunday, but how do they do it against a very talented team in the Philadelphia Eagles? Uh, I, I just believe this is sometimes you have to have a statement game. Mm. Let this be your statement game. Amen. Just let this be your statement game. I don't care how you win it. Just win it. Let, let the world know the Cowboys have arrived. That's all. That's it. That's it. Just win the game. Not making it as big of a deal as what happened with San Francisco. Because I think some of that, some of the messaging it feels like is like, look, this is, yes, a rival game. This is a divisional game. But we don't want to make it bigger than what it was like we did against San Francisco. And you saw what happened. Has that been some of the things that you may have been feeling from this team this week as they get ready? They, can do, they can do it how they want. But sure, like right, Drew right. said earlier, like I'm saying now, like you can hide. But you got to show up come, yeah. come sure. Sunday. This is a statement game, whether you want it to or not. And this won't wreck your season. If you, it's how you play the game. Yeah. Can you build from this game? Win, lose, or draw, can you build? Let the world know that you have arrived. It's still going to stay the same for me. Bobby, have you felt that this week as far as the Cowboys are concerned, not trying to make it more than what it is as far as this game is concerned? Yeah, I, I mean, I think Philly is Philly to them. Um, yeah. and, and I think that there's a healthy – dislike sure. uh, for the yeah. other side. There's a healthy motivation from the other side. I don't I don't think that this – I think part of the reason why it's not being made as much as San Francisco is because San Francisco is the team that they really feel like is, like, their giant. Um, and so I, I think that they feel like they're closer to Philly. They know they can beat Philly. They did it, you know, last year, at the end mm -hmm. of last year. They know Dak has had a lot of success against Philadelphia and against the NFC East as a whole. Um, so I think that – they just they have a a healthy confidence that they know how to play against this football team, whereas they were still trying to kind of figure things out against San Francisco. And I think that's why that was made such a big deal of us because they're they're trying to see if those tweaks have worked. But um, I think Philly they they feel like they can very be very competitive sure. anytime they step on the field against them. Drew, real quick, how did the Cowboys going to win on Sunday against Philadelphia? Uh, they got to understand this is a big game. Yeah. This is the division rival. We, we win, we tie up for first place. We lose, we go two games behind. So this is a big game. No, don't try to disguise that or downplay that. Thank you. Come yeah. in there being ready to play this type of football game. You have yes. these type of games through the course of the season where some seem a little more important than others, and this is one of those games. Yes, you it gotta is. got to come in and meet their intensity level because they're going to be br bringing it. Their fans are going to be behind them. They're going to be going crazy. It's going to be loud. You know how it's going to be loud. It's going to be hating the Cowboys. It, what time's the kickoff? 325? 325. Yep. And you know it'll be dark by 5 o'clock over there. <laughs> yeah. It'll be a night game, mm -hmm. and, the, and the temperature will drop some. So we got to be prepared for all of this. Execution on offense against their defense, and then execution with our defense against their offense. I see we can get 20-some points, 25 or more. I think we can hold them to 15 or less. I oh, think we'll okay. do that and win the game. Expecting a big day from Dan Quinn's defense against Jalen Hurts and that high-powered offense. It's always a wonderful time when these two teams get together. 
two hated rivals trying to continue their march up the NFC East standings. Meanwhile, for the Cowboys, continuing to build momentum after the last couple of wins against the Chargers and the Rams. Philadelphia looking to continue to do the same as they try to march toward yet another appearance in the Super Bowl. Really appreciate our Hall of Fame guest, Drew Pearson, for joining right, us this week thank you. on Cowboys Crosstalk. Great presented by SWBC. Thanks, thank guys. you so much for being with us, as Absolutely. always. Nate, good to see you, man. Yes, sir. It's you ready for game. Philly week? You it's ready? It's a big game, man. It's a big game. Do not I can tell, man. Your energy game. was good tonight. I can yeah. tell you was you it's ready. A big game. <laughs> All right, man. Bobby Bell, it's good to see you, my guys. Always, yes. man. Appreciate you hanging out with us. See you. Thank you. Early morning for Bobby, man. That's right. You check him out at six. Yes. At six a.m. Yeah, not five thirty-six. That's right. <laughs> Kevin Gray, one hundred five through the fan. Nate Newton, Bobby Bell, our Hall of Famer, Drew Pearson. This has been Cowboys Crosstalk, presented by SWBC across the Dallas Cowboys Radio Network. Cowboys Eagles three twenty-five on Sunday on Fox and on the Dallas Cowboys Radio Network. Y'all be good. We'll talk to you later. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about you, Cowboys?